I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're you're listening listening to Creative Guts. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. Today, we're talking with printmaker Kate Knox. I have been a fan of Kate's work for a long time, and I think I even mentioned her on an episode of Creative Catalogs at one point. It was the subject matter of Kate's work that drew me in, and I can't wait to hear more directly from the artist. We have a lot of questions for Kate, so let's just jump right on into this episode of Creative Guts with Kate Knox. This is so very exciting. So I have to tell you, you've been on my list of people to interview for such a long time that I now cannot remember how I found you and how I found your work. (laughs) It's just been too long. So I'm very excited. Welcome, Kate, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're excited. My gosh. I'm sorry, viewers, you didn't get to see it as you're listening right now, but uh, she brought in some of her work and it is gorgeous. Thanks so much. Thank you. And now you need to go check it out right now on her website. Absolutely. Kate-Knox, K-N-O-X, dot com. Perfect. Perfect. Go like, go over, unless you're driving and listening to this in the car, go over, check it out, and then come back. Do you have an Instagram account or Facebook or anything like that? I do. I have an Instagram account. Yep. And you can see a lot of my work on there and a lot of process. My handle is Kate McGirlver. So (laughs) it's Kate M-C-G-I-R-L-V-E-R. Oh, perfect. It's okay. brilliant. So, <laughs> it's, it's, well, I don't know if it's brilliant or not, but it's funny. <laughs> I love being able to see process too from artists. It's, it, yeah, it's very, we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's very vulnerable to sort of show the, like, this is in progress it really is yeah. part, but mm-hmm. it's really, really nice. And it reveals something really kind of cool and interesting to your, like, particularly for people, I guess, maybe who aren't artists, that it's nice to be able to like see the like, ooh, this is the behind the scenes. Right, right. Well, I think a lot of what we do, people think is kind of magic. Mm-hmm. And it really yeah. is really a ton of work. Yeah. Like the magic lasts for about four seconds. And then you've got to slog through hours of of work. But I love the process. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, I like to show it around, get a lot of comments. Yeah, everybody likes it for a different reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I bet. So let's, we'll back up a little bit for our listeners who haven't seen your work. Will you describe it for them? Like what mediums do you work with and what's your sort of subject matter? Sure. I am primarily a printmaker and that's, you know, what I graduated with um, was a degree in printmaking, but then I turned them into collages. So I am fascinated, maybe obsessed is a better word with old structures. Anything that's falling down is showing me its bones, you know, has some holes in it. It's fantastic. It it needs to have some history, right? I I want a story that I can kind of walk through. So I take those and I make um, woodcut prints out of them. And then I cut them up and collage them with other falling down structures and see what happens, you know, a little surrealist. Yeah. And your work has a lot of, there's a lot of patterns mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of symmetry, which I find is very telling. I don't know what that says about you. This is like a, <laughs> a Zodiac sign thing, but like, <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> Could be. I, I just find it satisfying. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's the aesthetic that I constantly find satisfying. Um, and the patterns have really started from my using old wallpaper that I tore out of old oh. houses. And then I would do the work on the old wallpaper. So, you know, I, I started making my own yes. um, out of little t- 
tiny wood blocks. And yeah. now I've it's become its obsession all of its own. And now I'm making tessellations with the tiny oh. wood blocks. And yeah, it's a... Wow. Yeah. I already said it, obsessive. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> cool. And when did your journey as a creative begin? I've been a creative all my life. You know, I've known since I was a child. But I grew up in a family that didn't... I was... Nobody had any idea what to do with me. <laughs> you know, they're all very kind of type A and focused mm-hmm. and they all go in a straight line and, you know, money is the king and art is nice as a hobby, but it's not something you make a living at. So I didn't go to art school until I was um, in my 30s. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. I also think that your type A family might say something about your like you're being drawn to symmetry that maybe there's a type a thing in there (laughs) could be (laughs) you might be right so what were you doing career-wise before you ended up at art school um i was actually a career bartender believe it or not um i did make art all that time Mm -hmm. you know i I paid the bills with portrait painting for a long time kind of the opposite of what i'm doing now and uh you know i did a lot of illustration work but i always kind of felt like a human copy machine i was making things for people per request. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what my own work looked like because uh, I don't think I had ever made it until I got to school and started to learn how to think like an artist and make like an artist. And Oh. And what was the turning point to be like, I'm going to go to school for this? Well, it was really a financial. My mm-hmm. husband and I had been flipping houses for a little while and we finally got into a place where going to school for me was actually an option. And so, you know, we just let's take the happen. plunge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's let's so do it. cool. It really was. It was amazing. I mean, I wish I had started so much earlier, but at the of same course. time, I got so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just was so excited to be there. And, you know, 18 and 19 year olds, they're, you know, they're excited to be out of their parents' house and yeah. they want to party and they, yep. all the things I would have done too. And that, um, and that time yeah. in your twenties probably uh, added to your path and your growth as far as what your subject matter is. You know, yeah. flipping houses obviously Absolutely. must have right. been right. a huge, yeah. you know, factor. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Absolutely. I love all the connections to housing, the old wallpaper, the fascination with that, and then flipping houses right. to pay for going to art school, and now all the sort of housing and structures in your work. Right. Right. It's always been a fascination of mine. When I was a kid, I used to love like when you would start driving and it'd be six o'clock at night and it would just have gotten dark and people hadn't pulled down their shades yet. I didn't care what they were doing. I'd actually prefer that there were no people in the windows. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to look inside the house. Like, how do they solve (laughs) all the housey problems? Right. How do they do their housey things? I've always since I was a kid loved that. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I imagine. So I... I am a housing advocate. I work in housing, in oh, advocacy right. and education yes. at New Hampshire Housing. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that you get a lot of people reaching out to you or commenting or sort of interested in your work through that route, like engineers or architects or other folks like me who are housing advocates who are like, ooh, housing art and like have to sort of go in that direction. Yeah, I do. Um, there are a lot of people that are interested in the work in that way. It tends to be that kind of professional that likes, that tends to buy my work, right? That's attracted to it, that wants the structure, that wants the, because it's satisfying to them, right? There is an, an, you know, certainly an engineering piece to all of this. And I like to play with that part as well. And so 
destabilize the structures, but you know nobody's going to pick that out unless they actually know what they're right. looking for or looking <laughs> at. Um, so yeah, it's like a little puzzle. Very cool. How do you find your your pieces, your inspiration? I imagine you doing a lot of adventuring out into the world looking for dilapidated structures. Yes, we do a lot of adventuring. My husband is the getaway driver. Bless him. He um, we will drive for hours. Like we will have a destination and we will drive every back road before we get there. <laughs> Um, we've gotten pretty good at knowing where the, uh, you know, what roads are actually historic and what roads are newer. You know, it's like a treasure hunt. But yeah. You also have to be careful. Of course, you know, other people don't necessarily want you taking pictures of their home. Sure. So I bring little <laughs> tiny um, prints with me. I have additioned little tiny prints. And I go to people's doors, let them know what I do, give them a little print as a, you know, like, thank you for letting me fly my drone over your barn and no, I'm not here to spy on your, right? (laughs) Although I just had this vision of like some James Bond, you know, tech where you have like a camera in your pen (laughs) and you're driving by and you get a picture, you know, or, um, It happens like that a lot. Like, I don't know. I think we'd get shot if we stop here, honey, but I gotta have it. So I'm hanging out the window, (laughs) you know, you take video, hoping you can get some stills from it. That's fun. It is fun. It is. It is. It's fun, uh, you know, and probably dangerous, but it's okay. It's okay. We haven't gotten shot yet, so. Well, and I feel like you're in a good place for this. Like, New Mm -hmm. Hampshire has so much, so many, like, neat. And do people send you pictures? They do from all over. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. awesome. Yep. I have family all over the country and friends. And when they see, you know, things that remind them of what I do, they'll send me oh. little goodies. And sometimes I'm, if it's really good, I'll send them back out. Like, I need, I need all four sides, please. Most <laughs> <laughs> are really accommodating. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's something very cool about, like, if I see a dilapidated structure, I'm going to have a hard time not thinking of you. And how nice is that? <laughs> It's very nice. Thank you. Here's a husk of a home. That's right. That's right. But now, now you have responsibilities, right? Now you've got to show me a little snapshot, break out that selfie stick, get some good angles. Just um, yeah, New England is a great place to find all of this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, the Midwest is too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, a lot of really huge barns, much bigger than we have out here. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Well, I was thinking a lot of your work is very sort of. It's, it's very reminiscent of like a rural area versus like you could easily do like dilapidated structures that are in a more sort of like, ur- like I'm thinking of like Detroit or something. Absolutely. Like a more Absolutely. urban setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. I actually, that's how I started on the structures. That's how I started on the path was taking photographs in downtown Portland and painting. I started out as a painter and painting paintings of all of that old architecture and messing with, you know, perspective and those kinds of things. And then I took my first printmaking making class and it was, it was over from there. That was it? Yeah, that was definitely it. I don't, I didn't really pick up a paintbrush after that. And so with printmaking, you know, especially you go right on your website, it says mixed media. Mm-hmm. You know, this is mm-hmm. the gallery of mixed media. And when I look at your work, especially on a computer, I'm like, okay, that's printmaking. That's woodblock mm-hmm. printing, but you're doing more to it. And mm-hmm. I first want to say, I have not seen a lot of people do printmaking mixed media. It's usually just straight up. Right. Printmaking or it's printing on, you know, functional pieces, sure. you know, of fabric or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you start going down the, the mixed media path? 
I began working um, as studio assistant to Kim Bernard. She has since become my artist mentor. She's amazing. Oh. And she won the um, Piscataqua Region Grant several years ago, 2011, I think. Um, That's yeah, cool. Yeah, she's she's a smarty. She, I started working in her studio and, you know, a lot of her process, she works with wax. She works with everything, kinetic sculpture. She's you know, got a vast range. Mm-hmm. And just that opened up possibilities for me for what art could be and what you could do with it. Like mm. you didn't, if you were a printmaker, you didn't just have to make prints, right? What can your prints do after you've made them? And so that's what I do. Even when I'm carving the wood blocks, I don't think of something that's necessarily, I don't have an end goal in mind. I carve the block. There are some rules. Everything's 12 by 12 or it's four by four. Or, you know, otherwise, yep. you know, I yeah. go off the rails. Um, and I think of them as modules. And then I cut them up and, you oh. know, see how they work together. Right. Wow. And sometimes they work beautifully in unexpected ways. And sometimes they fight with everything. But <laughs> that's just art, right? It really yeah. feel, sounds very sculptural. <laughs> in you, some ways, with, yes. You know, putting it as a puzzle almost. Mm-hmm, totally. And, you mm-hmm. know, the actual physical carving. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and... and Wood and wood blocks too, especially. Um, I do a little bit of printmaking, but primarily just with linoleum because mm-hmm. it's so much more forgiving. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say a big kudos for oh. even you know the world of wood carving. It's sometimes not easy to navigate. No, it can be a little. It can be a little stubborn. It has its own personality, right? And it's yep. you know wood is a living thing. So, but it's like speaking about these buildings in their own language, right? Because oh. I'm making wood out of wood, so. Um, it really just the translation works better, I think, than anything else. Yeah, would. it feels yeah. very organic. Yeah. Even if you're doing physical structures is the subject matter. It totally fits. Yeah. Oh. And so what other mediums are you using? Oh, I'm using encaustic beeswax and ink mm-hmm. occasionally. And not just printer's ink. I also use India ink and I pigment. You know, I, I make my own paint for encaustic. So I make medium and then, you know, I'll mix colors. Um, into them if I want to but a lot of time it's just straight up beeswax oh that's wonderful very cool the studio smells pretty good (laughs) I think anyway (laughs) we talked about this a bit before uh, when we were off mic but the difference between a picture on Instagram or your website versus in person it just it's like totally different leagues of just breathing the art in yeah absolutely yeah, it really does. I mean, the graphic quality is there, which is great. Oh, absolutely. But the the three-dimensional quality of the wax itself, you know, and how tactile that is, how it's almost fleshy. And, you know, wax is an ancient preservative. We used it on wood since the Egyptians. They yeah. Used beeswax, right? So it just seems, for historic context, it's the, it's the right medium for the message. Yeah, it's lovely. And we've talked about Big Ink, and Big Ink has been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. so we've talked about Big Ink on this show. And you did, the Big Ink came to 3S Art Space in Portsmouth, and you were part of that. Was that the biggest size you had ever worked on, or have you done a nice variety of sizes in the past? Like, what size do you typically work in? I typically work in 12 by 12 for the most part, but I've worked in all kinds of sizes. You know, I do have some 24 by 24s, you know, blocks, but usually my work yeah. is big. But the blocks themselves are small. So okay. it's made up of compo- smaller components, yeah. right? And that's actually what I was going to do for Big Ink is make... Mm, how do I explain this? <laughs> I was going to carve several blocks and put them all together like a jigsaw puzzle, like you had said, okay. you know, and create a jig and then, and then run that through the press. Was it going to work? I don't know. But I actually, I got 
the grant right before the 3S show. So yep. I did not go because I all of a sudden was found myself with interviews, things to do, <laughs> all of this stuff. And I've got, you know, like I've got halfway through, you know, 12 blocks. Oh, yes. And I was like, yeah, yep, oh my this, gosh. this isn't going to happen. So I'm hoping to do it in March. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's very overwhelming. <laughs> it, it was. And I always bite off more than I can do. Like, oh. Delusional optimism. Some, some of us can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast <laughs> yes, I think it just goes with the art brain yeah no. yep. it totally does yep. yep and so congratulations on that grant you were the Thank recipient you. of the 2021 Piscataqua Regional Artist Advancement Grant from the New Hampshire Charitable Foundation. Yes. Yes. Thank That's you. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It is. It is. But I'm so grateful. Just so amazingly grateful for this opportunity. I've been. Yeah. I've been home making art. That's amazing. Full time. That is the dream. It yeah. is the dream. It is. How do I go back to real life after this? I don't know. I'm really trying hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of times we ask guests on the podcast, if you won a bunch of money, how would it change your creative life? And I think we're usually thinking like millions and this was not millions. Mm, but not. when we were writing questions for you, she did get some money. How does it change your creative life? Yeah, it uh, immensely. Um, immensely. I, I've up until this point, you know, I've worked full time. We have a home, you know, yeah. my um, elderly mom lives next door. I don't say that I care for her, though, because she's very spunky and she's probably going <laughs> to outlive me. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're just responsibilities. And uh, so I was making art at night and all weekends, right, yeah. with what I had left as far as energy went. And I was just trying to keep up with my obligations to galleries, custom pieces, that kind of stuff. And that's so I was like a one woman factory, really. That's yeah. I was just a maker. And it got to the point where I felt like I wasn't creating anymore. I mean, I, I was still doing the same thing, but I wasn't get letting any of the, these buildings or any of this work have time to kind of marinate in my mind to sit with it. You know, you have to kind of show up to the work. Mm-hmm. You know, with yeah. a with a blank head and see what it has to say to you instead of just forcing it into all the boxes you want it to fit in. So it, that's been that's what it's been. I've been showing up to the studio daily, showing up to the work. Try you know if things occur to me as far as ideas instead of just writing them down for someday. I'm just trying them. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Some things really work well. Some things have well you know gone in the bin. I, I, it's a dream. It's a dream, right? Yeah. It's a dream. It's yeah. every day. I'm so steeped in it. It's all I think about, oh. and I've never. Had that opportunity oh, it's before. so beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm so happy for you. Thank, no. you. Thank you very much. How <laughs> how has that transition been? Has it been really sort of helpful for your inspiration and creative block and motivation? And like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I have the whole day to. <laughs> yes and no. Um, you know, uh, it's it's amazing. It's also frightening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. When you only have so much time, like all those difficult decisions, you just have to make them right. Whether they're right or wrong, you've got to make the decision, finish the piece, get it out the door. And now, wow, I, making decisions takes me forever. Because oh <laughs> you got time to marinate. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I doing the right thing? It's all it's very, it's like a white canvas. You know, it's very intimidating to be able to have all of this time to create. And, you know, of course, my inner critic is like, you are going to fail. You're going to oh, fail oh my You oh don't my even gosh. deserve this. <laughs> I, did, I actually expected the committee to call me after they had told me that I want to, you know, give you the, like, the well, 
we actually realize that you're kind of a hack. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But thankfully, they didn't do that. They didn't renege. So um, here I am. It's great. I think they know what they're doing. Yeah, I hope so. But was there uh, not not that they would take it back? But was is there a pressure to produce? Do you feel any more weight as far as what they will see as the results of all this? Um, It's actually an unrestricted grant. So the only thing I'm obligated to produce is a couple of reports. Um, it's a really, it's a huge gift. It's a huge, it's a, it's one of the biggest unrestricted mm-hmm. grants around. It's certainly the biggest in New England. Yeah. Um, so that has been, but there is a show. There will be a show in April mm-hmm. at UNH um, Museum right. of Art. That's um, right. I don't yet have a date, but so that has to happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh. I've actually taken a lot of work on loan for that show mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to turn into the one woman factory right. again. Oh, that is kind of scary though. Like mm-hmm. I can see them calling you and being like we gave you some money what did you do with right? it what have you done with yourself <laughs> right sit around and eat bonbons no oh my gosh no no i you know work is work is happening yeah oh that's just a slower pace it's really it's that's, lovely that's it's really nice. interesting yeah yeah i know sometimes occasionally especially with the pandemic there's mm-hmm. less time for travel so i'll take staycations and then i'll just have a week in the studio mm. it's like I'm on cloud nine it is just fantastic <laughs> it's amazing isn't you it? really have time to mm-hmm. just go in all the directions so right and um, it changes it changes everything it you know it changes my dreams mm-hmm, right yeah. literally my sleeping dreams like you know because my head is always working on this stuff but when i was um Working for Kim, I realized, Kim Bernard, that is, she is all art all the time. So everything about her life is pointed towards art. So if she's doing some kind of work, you know, because the art isn't paying all the bills or whatever. However she's putting that together, she makes sure that whatever she's doing, it enhances her work or it certainly doesn't take away from, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, her work. So that I really have learned from her. And um, I'm, you know, trying really hard now to put that into as much practice as I possibly can. It's it's all art all the time because, you know, <sighs> yeah, I don't have to tell you girls, the world is not that supportive. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what do you do with an art degree? Teach? No. Yeah. Right? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I get it quite a lot. One of uh, my biggest things is when people are like, oh, you're so talented. I couldn't you know draw a stick figure and I, I think people it's a little reductive i don't think mm-hmm. people yeah, understand exactly. yep. you have an education and yeah. a million hours of time put mm-hmm. in to build that skill yeah, it's a skill That's i mean right. undoubtedly there are people that are you know savants and of that course. does exist mm-hmm. sure but it's it's more that we're all just passionate we're working hard we're dedicated that's right, yes. right. yeah so yeah we think differently and we go after you know what we want and yeah. you, you do have there's a lot of social barriers and stuff to mm-hmm. To walk through for sure. Well, it's so great that grants like that exist to help yeah, support and absolutely. encourage, you know, the arts and, mm-hmm. and that mentality. Yeah. 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 Thank goodness. And if this episode comes out before the end of April, then we can tell our listeners to go apply. Absolutely. And if it doesn't, then good luck next year. <laughs> how, was the, how was the process of applying? Was it just done on a whim and then you happened to get it or did no, you no. into this? It was, it was really rigorous, actually. And I, I applied under the assumption that I, this was just practice for grant writing, right? Oh, my I gosh. really didn't think. Well, many of the artists that women that I admire, like Kim or Lauren Gillette, Maureen Mills, you know, that I've gotten it before, they've had to apply one more than once, yeah. right? So I just kind of thought that was the process, right? I'm going to apply and I'm not going to get it maybe next year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so when she 
called to tell me that I had received it. I didn't quite believe her. <laughs> and I, I sat right down on the floor in the hallway. I was working at the one Washington Street Mills and I just started to cry like a small child. It was, oh, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she was great. No, you're making me cry. She says, yeah, it was great. Oh my um, gosh, that makes me want to cry yeah. a little. I know. <laughs> it does. Oh, oh man. Well, well, good for them for, for doing that and Know, yeah. creating opportunity like yeah that. huge opportunity so the the um, writing the grant was it was a lot of work especially the budget I had to prove my budget so I, I think they are so rigorous about the writing on this particular grant mm-hmm. because they are so hands-off after the fact so you right. have to prove yourself prior yeah. essentially so it was a lot of writing a lot of research a lot of soul searching they asked the hard questions mm-hmm. yeah. well congratulations well, thank, you. thank you very much <laughs> so I, it's like just hitting us in the field I, right? yeah. Sarah and I are a little stunned because we're like dreams do come true <laughs> they do well Exeter is included ladies in yeah. the Piscataqua region mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. What advice would you give to an artist who wanted to apply for a future round? Do your homework, right? Do your homework. Really know what the numbers are. That's the hard part for all of us, certainly for me. And I'm actually, you know, I'm an artist who can do math, but I hate it. (laughs) And I don't want to, right? And then, so, you know, that part was very, very difficult for me. But um, I did have a CPA help me with some of it. And that was very helpful. I also had previous winners help me and other women who have written grants for other things mm-hmm. make sure they go over it look at it you know finding other people out there who have done this already yeah. is really really helpful because mm. you know they're, what they're looking for is very specific and sometimes when we're talking about ourselves it's really hard to you get yeah. lost in the forest of that right <laughs> yes <Yep>. yeah yeah <laughs> <clears throat> oh that's beautiful i love the idea of artists helping other artists and mm. lifting each other yeah. up it's really nice and this is for men and women, correct? Absolutely. Okay, just wanted to make mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yep. sorry, I did mention all women. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> yeah, pretty close to equal, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> dream, dream, ladies, dream and get writing. Is there a medium that you haven't explored yet that you'd like to try someday? Ooh. Uh, you know, I really loved sculpture in mm-hmm. school. I can really see myself at some point venturing off this work becoming more three-dimensional um what how what medium i have no idea you know but i'm just open to the possibility it keeps knocking right Mm -hmm. you know it keeps presenting itself so um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to explore that at some point is there a medium that you've used before that you'll never use again uh watercolor You were ready with that one. That's not the first time that somebody said water. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely can be a loose cannon at times. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Very yeah. divisive medium. <laughs> well, it's, it's you get one shot. I mean, printmaking is kind of like that mm-hmm. too, you know, to some extent. But yeah, watercolor has as much to say about what the work looks like as you do, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Or maybe oh just that's the way it goes in my hands. I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. So you like a little more control than watercolor can offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nail water- right on the head right there. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember at the 3S, I can't remember the artist who said it. I'm sorry if you ever listening and you're like, hey, I said that. But they said that, you know, linoleum blocks, right? You're driving the car and... Mm-hmm. yeah. With wood, it's more like you're negotiating a river. It's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to train a terrier. It's true. You know, it really, it has its own. Yep. Because it's a living thing. So, you know, it grows in all directions and uh, does what it wants. So I often don't actually even put details into the drawings until I'm working on the block. And I let the wood of the block 
have a lot of it say about what the finished product looks like. It's so much easier than swimming up upstream on that. You know, I just so interesting. How of course yeah. only I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> is that because you're navigating things like knots in the grain and mm-hmm. that's yeah. exactly right okay. yeah yep and um and generally working with plywood you know so the deeper you go the directions the grain goes in and um yeah it can get it can get pretty sticky yeah I, uh for 3s art space i did a, a woman with her hair flowing yes i saw that beautiful and I started with the face because I was like, if I if her nose accidentally yeah. slips, then I'm done. But if like later on a, a hair slips, no one's gonna. No know. one's gonna know. That's right. That's is right. Is there when you're carving your structures? Is there that same sort of like I have to start with the you know ex you know the perimeter, or do I have to start inside with the windows and doors? Is there a sort of starting and stopping place in case of that error, or are you just so good that it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think I'd ever say that. Um, and I, I, you know, I certainly, I don't mess with mother nature. She is number one. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I generally start with any little bits of perspective that are going to be really, just like you were saying with the nose mm-hmm. or the eyes, it, some place where if it's off, it's going to be obvious and it's yeah. going to throw everything else into an oddity. That's where I start. And that, you know, everything else that comes after that, like hair or just beams yep. doesn't matter that much yeah that you makes know. a lot of yeah. sense yeah well i mean yeah that's what sucks about printmaking right mm-hmm. is if you screw up you really have to like <laughs> you own it oh. <laughs> it's true and it's it, true you can work at it for yeah. days and then blow the whole thing yeah. and it takes time so you could be like 30 hours deep into mm-hmm. no i don't even want to talk about it i don't even want to think about yeah. it yep. <laughs> oh. she's gonna go get a drink after this like i can't take it have you ever worked with typography within your work no i would love to though i i did some text and one letter was backwards and i have to act like it's on purpose and it's an n so it looks really good backwards so yeah that's you kind of run with it totally run with it but someone emailed me recently and said is there a special meaning behind why this is the way it is i was like up to you to decide buddy <laughs> oh yeah that's right i love that <laughs> you, you dodged the question yeah, did. yes <laughs> it's, it's, once i release the art it's up to you to yep. interpret it yep. yes yeah. yes <laughs> yes i have a very a very distinct memory of being a senior in high school mm. and we were writing poetry mm. and my professor asked me the meaning behind my poem and i said excuse you like i'm not answering that (laughs) it is up for the reader to interpret and Mm -hmm. she insisted that i answer her question and tell her what the and i was like wow wow is this how you would treat Mm -mm. some famous author that we're reading that's right that's right i I bet you secretly actually a mathematician she's not a poet (laughs) maybe she's heard that a lot from many students who just know they can oh yeah maybe she's just savvy navigate around totally onto your bs yeah yeah i was trying to get away with something (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i wonder if she's listening uh i wonder if she's alive oh okay yeah sorry sorry Sorry. (laughs) well now that the mood's brought down Uh, sorry (laughs) Um, i do work with a lot of poets actually Uh, with a few of the poets that i'm part of a little writing group called blame dolly and um, it is i didn't know this about you at all they're all real writers and i i just play one on tv when i hang out with them just so i can hang out with them because i love their brains but we're trying to put together you know thinking of different ways Put, to put together poetry and printmaking into a oh. workshop. Yes. Right? Oh, but 
I don't yet have a letterpress, so I think we're going to have to just be, you know, it might just be the poetry gets written and then, you know, we make Ooh. like a broadsheet for it, teach people how to, oh you know, monoprints or what have you. But so that's percolating. It'll be oh, fun. Well, keep us posted on that. Absolutely. Yes, loved it. I mean, we'll follow you and see it, but we yeah. would love to see that kind of stuff. That's like collaboration, especially between different disciplines is just amazing. Have you collaborated with other folks besides writers? Nope. Actually, I don't think I, I have. I've never, um, I mean, I have collaborated, I don't know if you call it collaborative, picked the brains of architects uh, before and, cool. you, know, yeah. the, you know, that kind of thing. But I have never collaborated with anybody but the poets. It's such a deep well. I love them. I love the way they think. I love the way they use language, you know, the the way they paint pictures, they yeah. just being around them sets my head on fire. They're really, so yeah, cool. fascinating. Have there been other challenges that you've faced as an artist? You talked about imposter syndrome. We talked a little bit about the challenges that come with working on wood, but other challenges like things like maybe pricing your work, or we talked a little bit about photographing your work and how much different it looks in person. Sure. Than yeah, in that's photos. always very tricky. You know, making the work mm-hmm. look like it does in real life. It's um, next to impossible, really. Just do the best I can with it. I'm, Really, the biggest challenge has been about space for me to work in. Yeah. You know, as a printmaker, it takes up a lot of space. Yep. You know, um, the, whole, the whole process takes up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Never mind the wax. My husband is extremely supportive. Hi, Rich, you're wonderful. He, um, <laughs> We had no living room for the first 10 years we lived in this house <sighs> because we had a printing press where the living room should be. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so my whole studio took up. He loves you so he much. Does. He is he is a good kind soul. He's a, he's all he's a musician, so he's also he's nice. very creative. He and so he's, yeah, he gets it. He yeah. gets it. Yep. And we actually shared that space for quite some time as well. So his gear would kind of vomit off into my space, and then you know I'd end up with ink on his guitar. And, you know. <laughs> you know. Do you have a studio space now? I do. I do. Over that course of ten years, we were rehabbing our barn. How appropriate. Right? Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, the poor thing was like fallen like a house of Ooh. cards when we bought the property. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, as the as we had the money, you know, we made improvements structurally first, of course, and then and then finally water and electricity and heat. Yay. And so it's a year-round functioning mm-hmm. structure. Yeah, That's excellent. Thanks to yeah, some really generous from friends and family. Oh. You know, a lot of people worked on that project tons. They do know you, who they are. Do you have a piece inspired by the barn hanging in the barn? Because like little like barnception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I did. <laughs> you know, I should just, yeah, make like a little folded up barn. It really was. It was like folded up and laying down. Like oh, like it oh hadn't been, you know, like a it, pop-up card. It was yeah. tired. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was taking Poor a little nap. I know. <laughs> um, it is time for rapid fire questions. What other artist has influenced you the most? I would say Kim Bernard. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I hadn't seen her do it. That's That's so beautiful. If you had to describe your current life as a movie, which movie would you choose? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right now, it kind of feels a little Little House in the Prairie, actually. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's really rural. We're talking way right. out there. Right. It's just, it's peaceful, and it's lovely, and I'm, you know, I get to spend time in the places that I love the most, and it's it's a little rustic. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe more than a little rustic, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but, you know, nobody's coming to cook for me like Ma, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> well, that myself. sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Teal. 
What's your favorite sound? Chimes. What's your favorite texture to touch? Beeswax. I had a thought. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Where's the most inspiring location you've traveled to? Midcoast, Maine. Ooh. Tried going in and out of all of those little mm. islands and the actual working towns and stuff. Fishing villages. Amazing. Amazing structures everywhere oh yeah yeah really just just beautiful that's that's actually why we got the drone because you can't see them unless you're on the water oh yeah right Right. that's genius that's cool what's the last new thing you've learned how to make something tessellate ah i was so excited when i actually made that happen if anybody doesn't know what that is it's go look at mc escher's patterns and you'll see what i'm talking about but actually made a house tessellate and uh, i've danced around like a little kid i mean it was totally rudimentary (laughs) and ridiculous but i did it so now i'm like okay i get it hallelujah artists doing math i love it that's awesome (laughs) it's an oxymoron no it totally Uh, this is our clincher question. This is how we end every episode. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Believe in who you are, even when nobody else did. Right? Yeah, you tell that younger self, you're winning a grant, Missy. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, it's not a hobby. It's a, it's it's real life. Oh. And the world needs art, right? Yes. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's true. really fabulous. And we didn't even really dig into that, like, growing up not surrounded by art and I know being an artist like Uh like sometimes we ask the question like is art and creativity is it genetic is it nature or nurture and like (laughs) who knows (laughs) right who knows well apparently there is some creativity in the family I had a great-grandfather who Mm -hmm. was um an artist but I think he trained to be a doctor so again it was more that like I'm going to you know make real money in yeah. my real life and then yeah. in my you know my happy places yep. going to yep. art, right fortunately yep. that's been a trend yeah. for a long time yeah, yeah. It's like 70 something episodes and we still don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. We never it's, will. It's a mix of both. Just yeah. like right. a lot of, I think it's just a mix of both. And That's right. You got to piece it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also just nurture, not in the sense of your family, but just the environment. You yeah. know, it could have mm-hmm. been one friend or one yep. book that changed your life. And mm-hmm. then you just sent on the path because everyone's creative. It's what you invest your passion and time into. Oh, it's been yeah. so awesome getting to know you. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. This, this has is, been so much fun. I haven't laughed this hard in a really long time. Aww. Thank you again so much for being on the show. And with that, show show us your creative guts. Another huge thank you to Kate for joining us on Creative Guts. Kate's work is compelling and seeing it in person was even more powerful. I love her utilizing printmaking in mixed media, something I haven't seen too much of. And Kate spoke about her work so naturally that I am not surprised at all that she was awarded the Piscataqua Grant Award. Thank you again, Kate, for sharing your story and motivational advice with us. I truly don't even know what to say. My cheeks hurt from smiling so badly after that interview. I am entirely inspired. I'm so stinking happy. That was such a wonderful conversation. And I'm so glad to have finally had an opportunity to talk with Kate and pick her brain. I'm going to leave it there so I don't overdo it. You can check out Kate's work online at kate-knox.com and on Instagram where her handle is at Kate McGirlver. As always, you can find those links and more in the episode description and on our website, creativegutspodcast.com. Hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram where our handle is at Creative Guts Podcast. If you love listening, consider making a donation to Creative Guts. 
Our budget is tiny, so donations of any size make a big difference. Creative Guts is a small nonprofit, but you know our work is far bigger than this podcast. Learn more about us and make a tax-deductible donation at creativegutspodcast.com. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. Don't look at me. Shit. (laughs) I tell you, it's a slippery slope. Oh, no. Ooh. Do you know what a blooper is, Sarah? Uh, are you going to say it's like Pringles? Once you pop the fun don't stop? Because that's what I was thinking. Damn, no. <laughs> I was going to say it's like quicksand. When oh. you try to get out of it, you keep getting sucked down into the hole. <laughs> Same principle applies, but not as fun. <laughs> Magic. Those, that's the sound. That's the sound. The chimes, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe cut that out because I feel bad for people who have, you know, I don't even want to say it. So just cut it. Sarah, please cut it out because oh I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. Um, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely. The real clincher question is, though, what is your favorite scent? <laughs> Sarah is rubbing her cheeks. It's time for a cheek massage. (laughs) We're smiling so much.